Welcome back. And if you saw part one, you're going to like part two. We're going to take up where we left off. And we have Morgan. Justin. Justin. And <laughs> that, that's your name? Yeah. Good. And uh, put on our, I'll put on our little seatbelts and let's see where we go. Strap in. You're going to need it. I'm here. I'm still buckled in. Hope so. <laughs> I, female 26, don't have the best relationship with my dad, male 55. He used to be great. I was a daddy's girl. He was the type of dad to dance with me in the kitchen, play catch with us. He took me to all my games. He would surprise us, me and my brother, with camping trips, trips to theme parks, pool days, etc. He was always labeled as the fun parent. When I was 13, he got remarried. His wife slowly isolated us. We went from spending every other week with our dad to only seeing him on his schedule when he would plan dinner out. His wife was never there. Her words were, per my dad, I've already raised my kids. I don't want to raise yours. Fast forward. I move a few states away from home, go to college, meet the love of my life, and get married. Last Christmas was the first time I had seen my dad since I got married. The distance just continues to grow. I want a relationship with my dad so bad, but I'm so upset and angry. I have a baby that's one, and my anger towards the situation continues to grow every time I see my son's beautiful face. It makes me so sad that my son won't have a grandpa. My husband's dad is not involved either. Any advice would be great. I've always said that regardless of what I've been through, this will always be my deepest wound. And yes, I am in therapy. Wow. These on these tough ones, do I always start with wow? Um, she has talked to her father. She's she's confronted him, had and had conversations with him. I it, I mean it, it seems like that would be the case. It, it doesn't directly say, but like her ideal outcome is, I have no clue. I mostly want an unbiased outsider's opinion. Maybe you will be able to offer up something I haven't thought of, or well, even a little comfort. The only way, the only comfort that you will ever, obviously, you miss your father, and you're and you want your son to know his grandfather, and you want that relationship to be the dream that you have. And he has crushed that dream of what he, of, of your relationship, you know, your relationship with him because he allowed this woman to, to swim in the, the, shallow, the shallow pool for him and basically affect your relationship. And it wasn't, it's, it's not like you, know, you want to have him every single day of the week and take, and, and take him away from her. You're his daughter. You want to have a. You want to know your dad. You want to be able to feel free that you can walk in the house and say, "Dad, how are you?" Give him a kiss. And the fairy tale, which is never going to happen, that you can go, you know, cook with her, and everyone's going to be happy because obviously that's never going to happen because there's too many uh, uh, sharp edges, sharp, you know, pins everywhere you're going to walk in the same because of what just what has happened. I don't know how you could ever unwind that. That would just be a blessing. Uh, experiences have something happen that would change all that. But the only way you're going to have anything is you're going to have to have a conversation with your dad and let him know point blank where it is and what it's going to take to have this relationship and say, look, I'm not forcing you to have, to make her have a relationship with me. She evidently has made it very clear. She doesn't want to have a, she's not looking for another child or, or even the fact she doesn't even want to have a relationship with your child. Right. She's made that clear, but I, I, it's important to me as your child that you have a relationship with that we can have a relationship, and that my my son, your grandson, can have a relationship with you. He wants to get. I'm sure he'll want to know you. He's one year old. He doesn't know yet. Don't fuck this up. Yeah. What is your you know What's your deal? What is 
what is making you behave the way you're behaving? Help me understand it as, as an adult so we can get through this because I'm not asking you to move in. I'm not asking to move into your house. I'm just asking to see what we can do to, to make the, our relationship the relationship a father, a daughter, and a grandson should have. Can you help me figure this out? And I think if you approach it with that, that's your only shot. And if he, if he denies that, then he's obviously not worth it. He's not worthy of it, which is sad, which breaks your, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking for you. Yeah. But you're certainly opening the door with this conversation saying, you know, the past is the past, the future is the future. And I want to go on to the future. Are you there with me? And if you have a problem with your wife, you go deal with your wife. I'm not going to, that's your, that's your guy's gig. I mean, I'm married. I have my own husband. I'd love for you to know him. I'd love for you to have a relationship with him. Right. I'd love to say, "Hey, dad's coming over and, you know, and, and and if we can if it's possible, I don't know if it's possible to fix the relationship with this woman that she can come over and you guys can do Sunday night dinners. Who knows? That's something that you, only you guys could figure out. But you can see if it's important to your father for that and it if the years that have gone by that this woman has gotten more secure with with their relationship that it could happen. Who knows what where her head was four years ago versus today? We don't know. So these are all things that you need to discover. Yeah, I, I think you hit everything on the head. I also think like a part of the conversation too, you know, this woman's argument and callousness was, oh, I already raised my children. I don't want to raise yours. And I think some people do that. I think when they get remarried and their kids are older than their partners that they're married into, there is kind of some friction there. Like, I wasn't expecting to be a parent again. I, you know, whatever. But she's at this point now where she's an adult and she has a kid. And so I think that can be a part of the conversation. It's like, you don't have to raise me. I'm just trying to have a relationship with you guys. And, you know, if she's not interested, I think saying to her dad, like, you can separate the two. You can, mm-hmm. you know, be married to your wife and be happy go lucky over there, but like I'm just asking for I'm just asking for a little bit of time. Like separate the two. You can have a relationship with me that is separate from her. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I think the conversation everything you mentioned is really good. Do they still live? They still live 2 hours away or a couple hours away? And it seems know. like it. Okay, so Potentially. like, I think like a good, maybe a good like initiation, like, I don't know, like ask, you don't want to make uncomfortable like situations more likely, but I think like if you could go to where they are and like say, hey, we're going to, you know, stay at a hotel one weekend, could we plan on doing dinner and maybe a play date that Sunday? Because being a grandparent versus being a parent is worlds different too. So like, if this lady has a problem with him having a relationship with his grandchild, then she's she's cuckoo for cocoa puffs. She she needs to go have a conversation with him. She yeah. needs to go take sit down with him with with and just say like we got I got to this is this is a, a thorn in my ass and I really got we have to talk about it. Can can you meet with me? Can we do lunch? Mm-hmm. I mean, he can't if he can't take the time to have lunch with his daughter. Come on. We all, we all know the answer to this one. Yeah, and I was just going to ask, like, what if she has had a conversation? Because, you know, she's in therapy. She is very, like, proactive in, you know, addressing this and trying to come to terms with her feelings. So, you know, maybe she has had a conversation. And I mean, she said this will always be my deepest wound. I mean, you went from the daddy's girl of daddy's girls to... Not having basically a dad. losing. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't. I, 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 I know it's. I know it happens. I know it's reality. How a man can get into a relationship with a woman and let that woman literally take over his life with his kids. It, it just. I've, I've been in relationships where that is, where, where women have tried to do that with my, with my kids in my life, and I just, that was the end of it. That, that yeah. It capped that night. Soon as any kind of conversation would come out to try to drive a wedge or not accept my my children in my life and that they're not willing to to be a part of of a family or a picture to share at least to be respectful then they're out of there they're gone and the fact that he is, is enabled that 
that's criminal in my book. So she's got, you know, there's a lot, she has a lot of pain. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I don't know what her therapist, obviously they're, I'm sure they're working on all kinds of different things, but how this guy can let that happen just blows me away. Yeah. Yeah. He might just be that corrupted. I don't know. It's just, it's bad. Uh, so update us, please. Hi, Jerry, Morgan, and Justin. Love you all. Look at that. They knew. <laughs> Story time. Boyfriend, 25 male, and myself, 25 female, have been together for nearly six years. Met freshman year of college, were friends for a year, and have been together ever since. He's my best friend, my person, and I see us spending forever together. And there is something nagging at me. Marriage. Backstory. He had a four-year degree, graduated in 2019, and has a good job. I had a six-year degree and now have a great job. His dad worked at the school, free tuition, and he was an RA, free room and board. He came out of school with no debt. Damn. I came out of school in May 2021 with $103,000 in debt. He bought a house in 2020. He was gifted $50,000 from a late grandfather. He pays the mortgage, utilities, water, etc., and I buy food. I have not paid any rent or utilities since he bought the house as I was in my rotation year and not really working. The agreement is that now that I am working, I pay off my loans ASAP. I started paying in September, and I have them down to 85000 hoping to be at zero by March 2023. So I guess my question is, I want the next step. I want a ring, and I want a wedding. It already feels like a marriage, to be honest. We go to work, we come home, we cook, we watch TV, and we have a sweet little puppers together and play mom and dad now. Six years is a long time. What is he waiting for? And why am I so hung up on this? I know everyone is on their own timeline, and this might be mine, but why is that his decision? I need to plan things out type A to the max. If we don't get engaged until X, then it will take until Y to have the wedding, and then we would have our first kid at Z. But what if I struggle with fertility, etc.? Yes, I have spoken with him about this. He wants to wait until we are more financially secure, i.e., my debt needs to be a balance of $0. His car needs to be paid off 15000 Sounds logical, not romantic, sounds far away. And he has had several legs up financially to put him in a good situation, which I'm not complaining about, just setting the stage. In turn, he is kind enough to let me live here rent-free so I can have a leg up on my loans. I can afford rent, I just wouldn't be able to pay off the loans as fast. The holidays were tough. Many of the people I know got engaged, and it just feels like it's not a priority. You know the TikTok, if he wanted to, he would. But then if you really have to ask for it, it's not special anymore. But also, shit or get off the pot. Why do I feel this pressure, and why am I not happy to be on my own timeline? P.S. Both families are very supportive. No issues there. So this is the first time we've done a three-way conversation on my show but i think that i the way i'd like to do this one is have you guys because you're youth and you're into this age group more hear what your thoughts are on this and then i'm going to give you my my thoughts um i feel like i am kind of in the same boat as her i think like we have a lot of conversations about engagements and things like that and i completely understand just like being ready and wanting to get engaged and get married so I, I completely understand where she's coming from. I saw a video recently uh, from like a couple that I think they're creators or they at least have their own podcast, but it was on TikTok. And this girl said, you know, around the three-year mark, which is like where we're at, I got crazy. Like I got so crazy. I wanted to get engaged. I pestered him about getting engaged. I was crazy. She goes, I think like the hardest thing that we can do as women, because there is a lot of pressure on us to get engaged, check boxes that's by a certain age, all this stuff. Um, she was said something along the lines of like, I knew this was my person. And if I wanted to get married to him, then there shouldn't have to be a rush. So I just had to trust him, like trust that he will do it when he is ready. Trust that 
I'm with him for the right reasons and I love him and blah, blah, blah. And so that video is like really sticking with me and comes to mind for this, but I completely understand your readiness and anxiety and six years is a long time, but it took my brother Matt 10 to propose and um, him and his wife have now been together since 2015. Overall, they were together like 11 years when they got married, so do that math, 15 plus 22, seven plus 11. They've almost been together 18 years. Is that right? Is that math? Something like that. That's just fucking crazy. But it's worked out for them. So I guess as hard as it is, you know, he knows you want to get married. And so you got to be patient. Yeah. I don't know necessarily if like the question, what is he waiting for? I don't know if there is specifically something. Um, I feel like sometimes you can just get into a routine of like, it just, you're locked in. I mean, you've been together for six years. It Nothing's changing. You just need to get to a point where you're like, all right, I'm actually going to do this or I'm not. Yeah. Especially at six years. Like you need to like plan everything out. You know what I mean? <laughs> you need to take, you need to take, get out of your cyclical routine of to plan a proposal. Being co- well, no, just saying? more to be like, all right, it's time to like take this next step. But I feel like you can get lost in the motion of being so busy and going week to week to week to week to week. And then, oh, another year passed. And then another year passed. And it's like, you're not sitting there bored, just like thinking, um, I need to like make these moves or I need to do this. It's almost like it's going to happen. But I don't know. It just feels like you get stuck in this cycle. And this of, is boy brain versus girl brain. It just feels more natural. I think there's this this natural plan in your head of you find somebody, you're together for a while, it works out. You get to a point where you aren't grinding every day until like 2 a.m. in your to try and get your career set up. And then you get to a stable place, you have a house, you kind of get more situated. And then it feels, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It was so nice how you guys chimed in with your own personal experience. Uh, I, too, understand wanting to be secure financially to before we take a step. The one thing that I've learned in my years, there is no, no possible way to think that everything is secure. Life is not secure. Life is life. It's a roller coaster. It's a mountain range. It takes us through the Rockies. It takes us to the plains. It takes us every which way it is. When you have the partner that you enjoy the ride and you're there for each other, that's what marriage is. If you want to be married for it, if you want to be together for it, it's what is your reasons for marriage. Now, I hear about the biological clock. This woman's concerned about her clock, having children. If she's ready today, bless her heart. If you're ready today, bless your heart. I know your mother would be delighted. The, 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 the thing is, is that it's getting through our heads, men, not women, man's head, that it's going to be okay. We are gonna we're we're gonna go through this growth period. It's life. We don't just when you walk into the to a marriage and you think everything is perfect and you know I got my house and I got my cars and I got my money and da 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 da. da. Great. That's not marriage. Marriage is building it together, going through that roller coaster. It's yours together, and it has that much more depth. So you can't just keep thinking. I mean. I always thought when I was young, I can't get married. I'm going to I'm making money, and it, it, that was just my immaturity. In all reality, I should have taken the bite. I, I would have had a different life. Maybe not the life I have now, and I and I don't regret the life I have now. I mean, I have the three most great kids. I I, I call them and I call your brothers in the morning, and I tell them how much I love them, and they give me their response. It's wonderful. It would. It would have been ending up with different people. And I'm sure life would have been full. It certainly would have been a roller coaster, and I have no idea where it would have gone. So it's picking that person and taking that roller coaster. If you guys find yourself, you 
are best friends. Now, she's best friends with this guy. They do everything. They're able to communicate. That's the biggest blessing in the world. That's what it really is. You want to take this, this journey with that person. And if you create children and you create it, but all the things that go on with life, that's, that's what it's about. In my head, like I, I completely agree with you where it's about building a life with someone I, and, 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 and I, doing that together. Like if you found the right person, then it's the right time. Now, sometimes these right people have baggage in their head that have their wires disconnected. Now, some people have gone through uh, being brought up with broken marriages. That, that you, you, never, you were not brought up in a home with a broken marriage. I was brought up in a home without any marriages. But, but you were brought up in a home where there was consistency with, a, with, with your mom and with me at least being in your life the way we were in your life. Yeah, but like I think for me personally, I didn't have – like my aunt was married. My grandma had been married a couple of times, but my parents, neither of my parents were ever married. And yet I think maybe that's something – maybe that's why I want it so bad um, I don't know, but and, and, and it's think, interesting. And I think that, and I, and, and I love the fact that you want that. I think it's great. I think that you're very balanced in your brain and your wiring and same thing with, you know, with, you know, the, the, our write-ins, uh, thought that he's got his own Michigas he's trying to work through. And yes, you can't pressure it. I mean, there's going to be one moment and he's going to wake up. He knows you're ready. He knows that you want it. And you may decide at one point in time, as much as I want it, he's never, he's not going to be able to go along with this thing and we'll, we'll be friends, but I got to move on and find my, you know, the person who wants to be my mate and have children and do this. And then he can go kick himself if that, and say, I got to grow up or, you know, get up here and go do it. Everyone has their different, different thing. I mean, I've been engaged once in my life and I got engaged at the age of 26, I think it was. Yeah. So... And then at, at that point, from that point forward, there's many times I, I could have, would have, should have, and I didn't because I just didn't feel it was going to be the right one. And I kept moving on. Now, I'm messed in my head probably, and I probably, <laughs> you know, but those, again, those goes back to those life experiences, those regrets, those non-regrets. Everyone has to do things in their own time and to also really say that this is right. And a lot of it's timing. I mean, I've talked to so many people that said, you know, timing was wrong with her, you know, and. So I have like the perfect thing okay. to go with that timing. I come across so many videos that say that the guys like guys are like kind of a lot of men, at least drag their feet in the sand to get married. And even if they're with the perfect partner, they don't end up proposing. And so there's like this saying that's going around and God, my For You page is very specific. I wonder why. But it said, it was like a girl being like, guys don't marry the right girl. They only get married at the right time for them. Like basically saying that like, even if this is like the right person for them, if they're not ready, they're not even gonna, they're not gonna recognize that they should be ready. And so Guys propose when they finally feel ready, even if it's not with the right person. Or could be. And there's this other one. Remember, guy, remember, guys are about security, about making sure we have our nest in in, in our in our order. We have our our living. We're, we're producing. We know we can afford it. We we, we got a different brain than you got. I know. That's why I girls. said I said got boy brain versus girl brain. Right. But there's also this other one where it was like you might have 99 percent of what he's looking for, but. Like he, if he's not ready, like he's not ready. And so, or 80%. And then the next girl that has 20% or like, he'll compare you. And then when he finds that 20% you were missing, he'll jump and finally be ready. Like there's so many interesting things that I think us women try to like rationalize why like everything feels so right. And yet. I'm going to tell you about wiring. This is interesting too. <laughs> and it's a pet peeve with my, with me, but. You know, when a guy um, hears about a woman, the first thing in our brain is not to say, what does she do? Tell me about her, they'll say. You know, I want to know more about her. What does she like? What does she look like? You're all that. What's her body like? We, we, we're into that mode. And as superficial a lot of it is, 
wanting to know more about them, what they, what they like is not superficial. But the first thing out of a woman's mouth when she hears about a guy is what does he do? It's not what he looks like. It's what does he do? So we as men that hear that, it gets back to us. We are more concerned about our financial status. We are, we are programmed with our financial status. I don't think when people ask, though, like, I would never be like, what does he do? I'm not necessarily asking about a job. I want to know what, like, what does he do? What does he have for hobbies? Like, I don't think, I think that's uh, the biggest blanket statement I've ever heard. And I don't think it's true at all. It happened tonight. She wanted to know what he was going to fix her up with somebody that I met, a friend of mine. And she says, what does he do? Meaning what, what is his living? I don't interpret that question like that. I, I think some might, I think you could, but I also am like, I would ask like, Oh, what does he do? Like, what is, what does he do? Cause first of all, our job, we spend 40 hours a week typically at our jobs. Like mm-hmm. it's a big part of our lives, but also like what does he do? Does he like mountain biking on the weekends? Does he like to go to the beach? Like, what does he do? It was more specific. And I think that that, that, probably... was, that that's second. That, that that might be second, but first has always been, what what do you do? What does he do? They they want to know what his financial position is before anything. I don't think it has what to do... What kind of car does he drive? No, and I really don't think it has to do with finances. I think that's like... To me, I hear that and I'm like, what, like... A lot of what we do says also a lot about our personality. I think mm-hmm. you're dumbing that down to finances, but I think as a woman, I think that question has a lot more um, intention behind it. Okay. That 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 might be the real, the reality of the way you see it, Justin. Have you ever heard what I'm claiming? Has it ever affected you? Have you ever heard anything like this? Or am I just am I the only guy in the world that's ever heard this or or, or digested this thought this way? I mean, I think it's definitely stereotypical but i don't know if it applies in all cases but i I was speaking stereotypical yeah and that's why i'm saying that a man's that it that stereotypically it it puts us into a a position that we are raised knowing we have to produce well getting back to this story though this guy has like the perfect setup like i look at him and his nest and we talk about you know being mm-hmm. secure he's got it he's got it all so i guess if you're looking at it from that standpoint like i wonder what is his hold up then because he's got the house he's got you know financial security like what i guess is the reasoning that that's a good question for hold up then and that's- 6 years is you know double what we've even been together for so like i feel like at 6 years it is challenging. I do not know how my sister-in-law waited so long. I do not. Her ideal outcome that she said is 1 to 1.5 carat diamond cut with side trapezoids, LOL. <laughs> uh, and then she said to calm down about a problem that seems really stupid after I type it all out, to be more secure about the future, am I wasting my time waiting around? It's not stupid at all. Like I, I feel this. I feel you. So it's not stupid. Your feelings aren't stupid. Also, you can go moissanite and then go bigger, get more carrots for less. But overall, you think... And men, men are, <laughs> I hear that go, what's important here? It's not the diamond. It's the fact that the, of, of the round band <laughs> yeah. that says that we have no beginning and no end. We're just, cir- just going to stay together and go around the circle forever together. I love that, but I also have to stare on it on my hand all day, every day, for the rest of my life. It's got to be cute. <laughs> That's, again, a woman's point of view. <laughs> Girl so, brain, boy brain. So at the end of the day, yeah. the advice here is just to continue being patient, or is there um, subtle hints that can be effective, or does that just work against it? I think it's, it, it, it's at the part where she can't put the gun to his head. That is, I just don't think that's the right the right way to enter into this path. If if she just says, you know something, I love you, but should I don't we, know, I don't know where we're going to be going with this. Thing. Should we phone a friend? Sure, you want to you want to you know what do they call that when you reach out? So Matt, Matt, this down a Matt actually, uh, Amy gave Matt an ultimatum. Okay. And so Amy gave Matt an ultimatum and said, if you don't propose by this day, then I'm going to propose to you. 
And he actually proposed. Like she, but she gave him an ultimatum. We could phone a friend and ask him, you know, how he felt about it. Okay, we can do that. But it's interesting. But the the only difference of that in this is I'm just saying that she is putting up the the the, uh, the flame to his ass by saying, "I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling you're getting there, and I need to. You know, I'm 27 years old at this point in time, or 28 by this time, and I'm I got to go on and, and take care of my life because I don't see you doing it." And I do think that's fair. I think I think when you've been in a relationship with someone for six years, it is kind of like she said, shit or get off the pot. Like mm-hmm. you, if you have these goals for yourself of getting married, mm-hmm. having kids, and you are, you know, 30 or 32, you have to look at how much you're going to then invest in dating and getting to know someone and how long that takes. And so I think that is fair to give someone a, is a it- timeline of... I know you might not be ready today, but I look at where I see my future going and I love you. I want it to be with you, but if you're not ever going to be ready. Is it fair to say for a woman to say this? All the above that you just said, but in, in the fact that you are not moving, I'm opening the door to start dating. I may still want to see you and I, and I love you and I want to be with you, but I am going to date and open that door. And I'm not going to do it behind your back. I'm doing it in front of you. And if you want to be there and con- continue to see me, great. And if you don't, I totally understand. At least it's open. Yeah. It's a very non-traditional approach, but I think I think if she's... It you certainly know, lets him know exactly what's going on. You know, all she has to do is go on one date and be and go to dinner. And he would <laughs> he's going to go out of his fucking mind. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> It is non-traditional, but I think it is kind of that point where it's like... And it's on, and it's, it's honest. It's honest. Like, if she's already had conversations with him and has been like, I want to get married, like, wh- what's the holdup? And he's still, like, not... They're not coming eye to eye, then I think it is fair. Like, if you're comfortable with how things are, that's fine. But, like, I'm not. I want to be married. So we can still... I, it's it's so non-traditional. I it, it's a really tough conversation but, to have. But but. but you but you know that I have in my in some of my dating, I I don't believe in lying, and some of the women or or myself have always said, I'm going to see I'm I'm going to keep the door open until we know where we are, until there's a commitment, there's something on the table, and if it wasn't going to go down that way, and let me tell you, there's many nights that people that I love very much went on a date, and I went out of my freaking mind. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know how this man would take this, you know, being together for six years. And I think on the flip side, you could say, well, you know, if you're not going to have faith in me and not going to trust me to be ready and propose to you when I'm ready and, you know, whatever, then I'm not the right person for you. I think I think someone on the opposite end of that conversation could take it very poorly as well. So that's a tough one. What do you think of my thought on that one? It would be, uh, it's kind of like my thought in the other episode where I was like, just invite the mom over for dinner after you already moved in. (laughs) Just shock them. I know, but like, I guess like envision me doing that to you. Like you would be, you'd be crushed. Yeah. So it is. No, I know. It's like, it's, it's not such a fine line. It's not a fun game. It's not a fun, but you know, I've always said all bets are off and all bets are off until I, until you say I do. I know. This is a tough one. I and sometimes, it, sometimes people really have to uh, really wake up and appreciate what they have, what they have and say, you know something, I'm not going to take a chance. I, I want to make, give this person everything that they want. And I'm going to, I'm going to put myself a little further off on, you know, at the edge of the, the bow of the ship on that, on that board. And I'm going to take it. And we're going to be fine. Well, I guess on the flip side, a better way to put it would be... Sure. I'm ready for marriage. You are not. I think, you know, we've been together for six years. And whatever it is, maybe you don't even consciously realize it. But subconsciously, you're not ready or you have doubts. Maybe doubts about us or me being the right perfect person for you. I think we should take the next couple months to go on a couple dates see how it feels and maybe you'll meet someone and you'll see something that she has that I don't have and it'll help you decide if you're 
ready or if you're the reason you're not ready is because I'm not right. I think if you approached it that way mm-hmm. and you said, let's both date other people, let's mm-hmm. both see if this is truly what we want mm-hmm. and maybe this will kind of put things in a perspective for you, but like I am ready, I want to marry you, but I know you're not there or there's some apprehension. So I think this is going to be the best solution for us to get on the same page. And at the end of the day, if whatever happens, happens, it, it, it's the best thing. If he, if he marries you, it's great. And if he doesn't marry you, it wasn't meant to be. Yeah. Such a non-traditional approach, but I feel I mean, like... I've heard a lot of stories like that. I had friends in high school that split up at the beginning of college and then maybe not more than a year later, they were back together and now they have a house and the whole deal. So it's just like... Well, Matthew... Yeah, no, if if it wasn't midnight in Minnesota, we'd be phoning a friend because he he would do very well with this story. True. But conversation, patience, both date other people. You got you got some good tactics to try. True. That was a good one. That was so tough. I feel like me and Justin just like either learned so much about each other or are more confused. <laughs> it's a conversation we've had a million times. And, I know. And, and by the, learn anything. And by the way, guys, <laughs> it was great to be right in this seat. Here. Was it? Was it like watching a it, show? I, 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 as you were, as I saw this thing unfolding, I just looked at the camera and I looked at them and I was winking at them while saying, "This is." <laughs> no, we're gonna have people like psychoanalyzing us in the YouTube comments. They're gonna be like, "Oh my God, can you tell Morgan is dropping so many hints?" Like dropping a hint. I, they already do that. They already do. They like, literally I, picked out a moment in an old story and said, even though it wasn't one of those hints. No, I'm just I'm awkward and I talk about rings a lot. <laughs> But someone, I like mentioned a ring. I have to tell you, once, it was funny. when I was, my, my very first girlfriend told me she had a, she wanted a six carat diamond. That's a heavy rock. And it was a heavy rock. That's a paperweight. And, and it's, and I wasn't financially even close to even to think about it. And she laid down things that she wanted materially. And I just said, this ain't for me. And, and, and literally I ran. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I, this is not, this is not the deep end swimmer that I'm looking for. And, and at the end of the day. You know, I we're, we're friends today, but you know, it was interesting. And she's, I told her she said that. She goes, I said that. I said, Oh, you bet you did. <laughs> you did. Made me run. I just said, Uh uh-uh. uh. Too many more important things in life than that. That's yeah. funny. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have one last one. Okay. Okay. This one, this is a big one. Big. There's a lot to uh, unpack here. I work in a male-dominated industry where I am the only female. Ever since I received this promotion two years ago, the guys in this department have tried their best to run me out. I reported the hazing that involved refusing to train me, leaving poop in my toilet, and rudeness. When I reported this the first time one and a half years ago, They took my bathroom away and made it a unisex bathroom. The entire department accused me of sexual harassment and placed the harshness but the most experienced vet in the industry with me. It worked to my benefit because I have since then proven myself to him and have learned so much. They originally placed him as a partner to see if I would sink or swim, and I swam. The others constantly talk down on him since he won't talk bad about me. He's told them I outwork them and has vouched for me. I recently had to make a report again because the hazing continued. They pee in the shower, on the toilet seat, and bowl, and I have to constantly clean every shift because I cannot stand to pee. They've also peed in my boots and refused to disclose information I need for my shift. This has happened in front of my manager... And in my meeting with HR, he admitted to lying and covering for the other individual. They came back with their results in their investigation and came to the conclusion that I am the problem and everything I complained about that I am the one doing it to them. I told them how it's a wolf pack and they are all bonded together and they do not want me there. All I've done is ask for help, and they cannot see that it's an environment as a whole. All I've asked for is minimum professional respect. 
I'm being silenced, and the more I pushed back in the HR meeting, the more they threatened to fire me due to the guys reporting my nasty behavior towards them. My partner vouched for me, and yet they did not take his word. He is shocked at the results as well. I don't know what to do. I've worked so, so hard to get where I am, and I'm trailblazing for the next woman to try and come into my field of work, but I'm breaking. I don't have money to retain an attorney or even know if I have a case. I want to file a complaint with the state and labor board, but I'm afraid of everything going worse and getting fired. The stress is killing me, and I'm grieving the loss of my father, and it's all just overwhelming. What do I do? Gloria all red. No. <laughs> that went over both our heads. Explain, please. You have a lawsuit, and there is a there is a lawyer who I'm sure would love to communicate and talk to you. And the first words that I can think of, look, I don't know if you're talking about being in the Army, that you're dealing with the armed services, you're obvi- there's a lot of information here that we don't have that is running in my head, and I can't ask you the questions because if you had the answer to the questions, Justin, you would have, you would have kicked them out. Yeah. So my answer is Gloria Allred. She is a one of the, uh, the most amazing uh, lawyers to, for women's rights that is out there, and she does contingency work, and I can't tell you that. Uh, uh, that she's going to take your case. I mean, but I, I can't imagine she would not listen to it, and especially if it's a big case. And this thing is big. I mean, this is huge. I mean, first of all, you mentioned showers. So you're all using the same shower. You're 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 wearing uh, sounds like fatigues or boots. I'm envisioning like a civil engineer of some sort. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But but there's obviously it's a man's world, and Civil engineers, you know, it's not always a man's world. You, you got women that are, are in these jobs, and I think that they're accepted. I mean, certain. No, I see a woman on TikTok who is sounds like could be literally in the same job, and she bought like a, a pink hard hat, and it's OSHA approved, and she works with mostly men, and they ream on her. Uh, well, Gloria Allred. Yeah, I would because, see their ass because, for sure. Because someone's got to someone's got to hear this on a more professional, uh, defensive, um, but someone to stand next to you to really guide you and give you real time advice with all the facts, not a, not somebody that only has half the facts and, and start giving you some ideas. So as much as I really thought that you know we'd be able to dig into no, this we thing, are helping. I think you know you saying this is. Hopefully, going to allow her I to mean, realize. I that. know we have a person in the next room that is a specialist in HR, but we don't have enough facts even to bring that person into here. So this is some someone that can fight for you and that that could be uh, your advocate. I mean, there are a number, I'm sure, an unlimited amount of lawyers that would take this on. Gloria, and all red. <laughs> Look into her for sure, but if she, you know if she's too big or not taking clients, who knows? There are so many lawyers that would do this for free. They take a cut of whatever settlement, so on a contingency is what it is, and just sue them because this is well, outrageous. Le- at, at least talk to talk to someone that's like this that can certainly listen to it and give you some really sound advice. And that's if. If Morgan came to me with this problem, and this is what we're about, this is you know, c- come to your dad, come to your father, and ask him a qu- ask ask some questions and see what he's going to rec- what he's going to say. I'm going to say, honey, tomorrow we're in the car at nine o'clock. I'm I'm calling Gloria at eight, and then we're going to see if she's going to if if she's in town and if she can meet you. Yeah. And I, let me tell you, this woman handles cases all over the country. Yeah. She's it. She's the one. Start there and then work your Google, way there. Google her name real quick. Let's see if she's even still active. Yeah, so Gloria does have a website. She has it linked. So it's through Alred, Morocco, and Goldberg. The, that law firm has... Um, Alred, Morocco, and Goldberg? Yeah, but you can go to her website, and if you click, it's Gloria Allred. It's um, A-L-L-R-E-D. 
hername.com. And if you go to contact Gloria, it has all the information about employment, harassment, discrimination matters. And just just read about her. Read read her profile. She looks like a baddie. She's 80 and still practicing. So she's a badass. Yeah. So I, I'm outraged. I, um, Justin actually looked up something before just to have kind of some answers for you. But it's really tough, I think, for this situation, too, because she is, by the sounds of it, in a really great position. She's learning a lot. She's she's crushing it. And I'm not sure if there's another company she could work for because that would be my first thing. It's like they're not making your life even livable. So if there's a, a shift you could do laterally to another company and you could actually be valued and not treated like fucking shit. Like I said, we don't know enough if she was in the army. We don't know what this is. Uh, no idea. I mean, it sounds like she's passionate about the work because yeah. she's excited about she was put with the highest level person. And that person respects her and told her she outworks all the other. They're threatened by her. Yeah. They are this is no doubt. this is men being threatened. Yeah. Insecure little boys, not men. And we don't, insecure little truly. boys. And, and we don't know what part of the country is and, and what's acceptable down in that part. Of, look, if this even is the states even, I, too, I, we don't I, know. I don't know where this is, but I'm going to say start with Gloria Allred and then if if you have no success there and you want to write us and tell us more, certainly the more I the more I I know the more the more that, that the questions are answered in my mind, I can certainly come up with different concepts. I got a link to, we have your email address. Um, so I will make sure to send you this link as well. But so Justin found this article, what to do when you have a problem at work and human resources won't help you or completely fails you because they suck where you are. Um, so this post mentions like different steps. They say, start searching for another job. Harassment and discrimination in the workplace indicate a certain level of dysfunction on the part of the company. Mm-hmm. Um, if, I believe that. If, you've, if the situation has progressed to the point where you found that HR won't even handle sensitive complaints, then it's probably time to move. However, like I said, like if this is truly a once-in-a-lifetime, the only job you know, company where she can be for her, her skill set and what she's doing, then it makes this that much more difficult. Uh, the next step is go outside your company for help. If HR has made it clear that they don't have your back, it's time to start looking for support elsewhere. The article's author recommends alerting the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. The best course of action for an employee to take when HR dismisses their complaints, if they are that egregious, don't yell at me, is to go to the EEOC and file a complaint. No company wants the EEOC in their office. And um, they also add in extreme cases where you feel like your safety is threatened, which yours is. They are putting your health at risk. They are literally pissing and in your boots. In your boots, like can't be more direct than that. It cannot. Like your safety is threatened. Like that's like animal shit. Yeah. So if your safety is threatened, you can also report to the U.S. Department of Labor's Occupational Health and Safety Administration, our our good friends OSHA. So. There are steps you can take. I would honestly consult a lawyer first mm-hmm. and go from there. But you have a strong case and sue them because you might be trailblazing, but if they're making this so outrageously difficult for you and they're not even accepting you, they're not going to accept any woman down the road. So, Well, and it could escalate. I mean, it's been escalating. So, I- Yeah. I, I know you're gonna you're gonna send her an email. Yes. And I hope you'll send us back an email and share with what you feel comfortable with. Yeah, let us know what happens. I think this is like really scary too, because it sounds like she's working if there's showers and there's locker room kind of vibes. Like I, this. I, don't, I don't get that at all. It, I think it I think it is like it to me, I'm like construction, architect, something civil engineer, engineer. I think it 
you know, it's... Or it reminds me of like an oil rig or something where you're stationed away I, from an home oil, and, you, yeah. and you don't De- go home every def- night. Definitely an Could oil see rig. That. And I can see because oil rigs are, are designed that way. Yeah, they're you're typically offshore. designed for men only you're, too. You're offshore, that you're, 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 on, you're on for 10 days, you're off for 10 days or something yeah. like that. And there's a helicopter that literally, you don't get off that thing unless you get, you're off on the helicopter yeah. or the crew boat. Yeah, so whatever this is, I look at this situation as getting... It's going from bad to worse. Like this is so toxic, so unsafe. And if she needed help at this job or she's screwed. If she, you yeah. know, I'm just envisioning something like where she's hanging by a fucking grappling hook or like yeah. her whatever, her harness. Like they're not gonna help her. She is literally putting herself in a life and death situation potentially by just going to work. This is what's interesting though, when she said the harshest but most experienced. Oh, vet as in veteran. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, never mind. <laughs> never mind. Uh, I'm just like, that, yeah. That, that caught me when I, when I heard that. I, no, I heard ve- veteran, like mm-hmm. a superior worker. He's been there forever. Oh, All right. Like I said, I'm going to say it again in, in two little words. Gloria Allred. <laughs> Sue their ass. Ugh. Yeah, anybody, anybody, anybody gets a call from Gloria Allred, trust me. They, they shit in their boots. They literally will shit in their boots. Wow. Bring it. Let's go. Yeah, keep, please, all of you guys, keep us posted. I will, I'll get a form together um, that is just strictly for updates so we have an easier way to funnel yeah. and, like, see these responses. I'll get that going this week. Sorry cool. for talking so much. I know this is your show, not, I don't even, I shouldn't have joined. I just... I talked too much. I, I'm glad you were here. It, it always brings more, 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 more flavor. I just got so heated. Oh my gosh. Well, I really thank everyone for joining us, and this is the end of part two. Nagging feelings. Can't wait to see you next week. <laughs> Come back and visit us again. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Cut. Bye. Cut. Cut. Bye. Cut. Cut. Ha ha ha!